God! Fanon and Dunda. What's up, Randos? Welcome back to the Fandom at Random podcast. I am Ed. That is Brian. It's me. We're back again, ladies and gents. Finally. Finally. How you feeling? How you doing? Yeah, so I had a... Uh, Randos, I had to get a little bit of a surgery, uh, which caused me to... Lose his testicles. It yeah. was a sex change. It's... The transition is happening. It is. It's I'm glad. I'm, yeah, it's finally. Finally. Shape, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I ended up getting a tonsillectomy. My tonsils got ripped out of my throat. Hence, you could not hear my beautiful, sultry, deep voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm no back. More, no more Pornhub for him. No. Nope, <laughs> no. Nope, I'm. I'm back. I can. I can kind of. I can kind of talk again a little bit. I mean, you sound fine to me. But I also haven't heard your voice, your beautiful voice in a month. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's been terrible. Yeah. But we're back. We're going to be back with the fandom content that you love weekly again. Sorry we've been away, but distance does make the heart grow fonder. It does. Yes. And the heart is full of love today. And thunder. <laughs> and thunder. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Great segue. <laughs> yeah. We have a random review double feature today, which we're really excited to talk to you guys about. Uh, we've got two different Marvel films we'll be talking about. We've got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yep. And we've got Thor Love and Thunder. We figured now would be a good time to talk about and review these where they're both on streaming on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So if you didn't catch it in the theater and you're able to stream it now, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Hell yeah. We both got them out. It's ready to go. And we do want to mention before we get into our random review that... Next, I mean, we're, we're, we've got what? This episode, we've got next week's regular episode, and then after that, Brian. Yes. Fandom Fright Fest. It's the most <laughs> horrifying time of the year. So this is, uh, this is Brian's fandom passion, horror. If you've been watching us for a hot minute, you know Brian is the horror guy. Yes. That's his passion. It's me. That's what he loves. That's what I love. I mean, you know, guts love and blood and everything scary. That's this guy. Woo! I'm I'm more the I'm more the anime that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm the anime guy. That's all right, because they can mingle and cohabitate together. Oh, absolutely. There's some great horror anime out there. But yeah, Fright Fest, man. I got some big plans. Big, big plans. You're just gonna have to wait and see. I'm gonna leave you hanging. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Phantom Fright Fest on the horizon, but today we have uh, our random review double feature. What do you say? We getting into it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. All right, on today's random review... Once again, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Followed up by Thor Love and Thunder. We're going to kind of quickly jump through these, uh, spend maybe five, ten minutes on each film. Yeah. We'll give you a random review score at the end. I should have um, rewatched Multiverse of Madness a little bit before this, but I think I'm good. Yeah, you're, yeah. yeah you're fine. I mean, honestly, if you uh, the less you remember of that film, the better, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. we, we might have different opinions on that, but... Yeah, maybe. So... Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This film was hyped up for quite some time, and then it just hit the shit. The pandemic hit. Oh. Uh, it went through, I believe, three different directors. 
didn't I Ramy wasn't on from the beginning no no, no Ramy came on late that's and, right yeah and that that's what caused a huge clusterfuck because Ram, Sam Ramy came in and he did rewrites reshoots he wanted to make it straight up more of a horror film which yes. you got you saw some of that second half yeah yeah in in this uh but it it was pretty telling that this film was very disjointed <laughs> i mean what what were your immediate thoughts of the film overall all right to be fair um my first viewing and right away i i loved it i was on the Raimi hype train had a lot of his signature style yeah so you're a big Raimi guy too so you're a bit biased but admittedly as i soak it in and i've uh kind of sat back on it a little bit the first half didn't have me at all nothing uh i thought it was very very meh and then the second half really brought it back for me because I feel like the first half we had no Raimi. Second half we got all Raimi. So mm-hmm. my first um, my first feelings about it were great. Now they're now they're not quite right there. Yeah. So we got. Yeah. It's kind of like you said. It's almost a. I don't want to say a, t- a tale of two movies because it does have that abrupt kind of split halfway through. Yeah. It does go a lot more horror, but. This just this whole film. I don't know if it was the editing or whatever. It felt very disjointed. I thought the CGI, I'm sorry, was kind of piss poor. It was all over the map. Yeah. Um, you know the actors. I feel like they did the best with what they were given. I think Benedict Cumberbatch again, he's fantastic. I mean, he is Stephen Strange at this point. Right. We got to see Wong back, which is always great. And then we got to meet America Chavez, right. which she was kind of the. She was main, a tool, but didn't feel like a character. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was like almost. She was more of a plot device. Plot device. Yeah. Yeah. In, yep. in this film, but my main gripe with this film, and I think a lot of you that, and again, spoilers, if you have not seen either of these films, please go watch them. Come back. Yeah. But my main gripe with this film is Wanda, the Scarlet <clears throat> Witch herself. This Wanda is Maximoff. where we will agree. Yeah. So. They started out this film, and in the previews, it looked like Wanda and Doctor Strange were working together as they traversed the multiverse to deal with whatever they were. Right. That was a bit of a bait and switch. We find mm-hmm. out very quickly early in the film that Wanda is, in fact, the villain. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I didn't like it at all because, especially, Randos, for those of you that have seen WandaVision, coming straight now into this film, all of Wanda's character development and there was a shit ton in wandavision yeah with her coming to closure at the end giving up the the fake fictitious vision and her children that she made um you know accepting that allowing her to grieve yeah they they literally took they they dropped trow and took a steaming (laughs) dump on her entire character development in my opinion and i know people are going to say but oh the cutscene it shows her looking for her kids and blah 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 they still could have made her be obsessed with like finding new kids without being a terrifying like murderous villain in this movie yeah she could have been maybe a vengeful superhero and the the cop out is and what everybody says well it's the dark holds fault Mm -hmm. you know it can be the dark hold pretty much is her book I mean, she is the Scarlet Witch. She reigns supreme. That should not have held much sway over her. No. In my opinion. No. And I think it would have been so much better if she just learned from that and was able to help Doctor Strange take out a, you know, an even bigger bad. Right. And 
I I hated it. I think that I was hate, my. I absolutely hated that whole angle the entire film of making Wanda the villain again. Yeah. Stupid. We walked out of the theater, and the first thing I said was, "I hate that they made her the villain because that was my main complaint. Will always be my main complaint, but I still, yeah, I just can't accept it. Can't swallow it. Even though I love Scarlet Witch and Wanda, Mama Wanda wasn't enough. No, no. and you know we. We did get some badass scenes in this, though, where you actually see, like, we all know at this point that Wanda is in S-tier in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. She is omnipotent. She is all-powerful. I mean, there, I you could make an argument that a lot of people for a while were thinking Captain Marvel might be the top tier. I mean, we've seen, which, again, going yeah. a little foreshadowing with the, uh, the Illuminati, but we, we brought they brought in the Rambo version <laughs> of of the uh, um, Captain Marvel and Scarlet Witch kicked the shit out of her. Right. So, I mean, I don't think anybody is on her, on her level. Yeah, no, I I don't know a ton about her source material, but I do know most people who I've talked to about it said she is, yeah, top tier, like could beat the Hulk type. Yeah. And I could be mistaken on the terminology, but she, she is a, I believe it's called a prime being. Okay, I was whatever, say, and there, prime or titan. Or yeah, there, like there's that, yeah. there is only there is only a few of them in the Marvel universe. She is one of them, and which essentially transcends the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And you get you see some of that in this film, but I it still pissed me off. She shouldn't have been the villain. Yeah, and um, then yeah, yeah, and it didn't hurt it enough for me as much as it did for you. But again. It knocked it down a few points, that's for sure. And then the other big thing we got in this film was the Illuminati uh, themselves, which we got to see. I mean, we got to see Black Bolt. Reed got, Richards. Yeah, Reed Richards. Yep. Um, um, uh, I always forget her name. Captain. Captain Marvel. Marvel. No. It's Rambo. Um, Rambo version of Marvel. No, Peggy there. Oh, Let's Peggy see. Carter? Yeah, Captain Carter. Yeah, Captain yeah. Carter. I'm a fan of Captain Carter. (laughs) She looked good in that movie. I I will say that the one kind of like cool thing for me, or like kind of cool sequence, was when Wanda did show up and she was just fighting and laying waste, walking through those hallways and seeing her with the blood down her nose, and she looked scary. And again, the weird editing and cuts to me. Drag Me to Hell, Evil Dead 1 and 2, and a lot of other things Raimi does, he does those, so I was a fan of him, but I can see somebody who doesn't watch horror movies from him being like, what the hell is that all about? Because in a Marvel movie, it it feels weird, you know? And then really, the, the biggest one was we get Patrick Stewart back as Professor X, which was such a such a big moment because... You know, it, after Logan came out, he said he was done with the role. Yeah. He would not be reprising Professor X again. That was Obviously, big. he did. Yep. And it, it's it's always great seeing him. I mean, he he literally is Professor Charles Have Xavier. Have you seen the edit where it shows him coming in and doing a kickflip and then grinding down the <laughs> no. rail? <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. I need to see yeah, that. Yeah, I have to show you after this, but... Otherwise, in the movie, it was powerful and it was good. And that was dark as shit too. Like when he goes into um, Scarlet uh, Wanda's mind, yeah, and he's trying to literally get the other Wanda, that universe's Wanda, out. Come on, and then come on. you just see the smoke, the red smoke behind, and the quick neck snap. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Right. Yeah, it, 
I mean, there there were cool moments. It was, yeah. And, and then you got zombified Doctor Strange at the end. Yeah, I mean, Black Bolt blowing his head up was amazing. We got we got a Matrix moment. Yeah, you know how how you're gonna speak with no mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that scene was great and then we got spaghetti richard reed so that was good um and then zombie doctor strange i mean the ending ends like you think it would really right i mean yeah and it 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 didn't it didn't ultimately the the good guys win america chavez gets a handle on her powers wanda sees the error of her ways the Big dark hold surprise, yeah. you know all that gets destroyed and then ultimately, it looks like Wanda kills herself by bringing her own temple down. We know with laser beams. <laughs> yeah. We we know Wanda's not dead. No. They're not gonna a. They're not gonna kill her off because she's way too popular. Yeah. B. The Scarlet Witch is way too powerful. And to she's be the best off. badass female character in the universe, in my opinion. So. Yeah, that'd be a wasted opportunity. Yeah, so they're not they're not gonna kill her off. If anything, they'll they'll do a couple more films. They won't mention her and then yeah. she'll she'll hover back in. Right. But then like I the shoddy CGI, you got the fight against, you know, evil Doctor Strange, and then at the end with Doctor Strange, the whole like eyeball on the forehead. I oh my god, it looked so bad. Deadite evil strange. Correct terminology. Sorry. What is he? A deadite. Okay. Yeah. From Evil Dead. He's deadite evil strange <laughs> okay no it's yeah it's just a joke but the third eyeball w didn't seem for a third eyeball it didn't seem that bad to me it was bad <laughs> go, go back and Maybe watch on the go back and watch it, it again like, yeah it literally looked like they took like one of those like little like like googly eye sticky things that like you move it around on the eye shades yeah and they just slapped it on his forehead <laughs> i was like oh my god this that'd is be, horrendous that'd be perfect um and at the end, that whole like the the half cut scene, where um the other sorcerer shows up and like you know we gotta go to the the dark the dark realm yeah and he's like I'm on it and then boop <laughs> that eye shows up I'm like what the fuck is this like now we've got Tn from Dragon Ball Z as yeah. Doctor Strange like what is going on that I didn't like I'm like oh god what are we doing here and then the other cut scene with Bruce Campbell from Evil Dead even as a horror fan I was just a like, slap to the face you uh, stuck you stuck around waiting for more from that film yeah and then he's like it's over what else do you want you yeah. know it, it sucked and it, it was a joke to the horror fans specifically the horror fans in a marvel movie i respect you Raimi, but that wasn't the place to do it no <laughs> you know it was a kind of shit in the bed type moment but overall i enjoyed it not not as much now as i did when i first walked out though so i'm so, interested to hear your score Let's let's do random review scores, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you kick this one off. I'll do Thor: Love and Thunder first, but I'll let you kick this one off. Okay. When I first walked out of the theater, I would have said eight and a half. And we rank these one out of ten: ten being the best, one yep. being the worst, and or zero being the worst. Right. I should say. Now, while I enjoy it, <clears throat> and I have to start using this ten scale because while I enjoy it, I also have marinated and decided that it's not a top-tier Marvel movie. I'm going to say 6.5. All right. Average, just okay, with a little bit of enjoyment because it was directed by one of my favorite directors. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm, I'm going to be a bit more harsh on this. I'm going to give this a 
four and a half out of ten. Whoo! Yeah, um, I knew you go go low, but not that low. Yeah, this this to me is bottom tier of the Marvel films, in my opinion. I think Marvel is the MCU as a whole is in trouble. Yeah, I think they kind of they peaked at Endgame, and you know they also obviously had Spider Man, um, No Way Home. I think I think they're really in trouble here. I think uh-huh. they've they've made some major missteps in this latest phase, and going forward, not a big fan of what they're doing. And no. I think I just think it's bottom tier. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they took all of the character growth of Wanda from WandaVision and all the other previous <clears throat> films and literally crumpled it up and threw it away, I can't forgive that. I did not like this film at all. Yeah, makes sense. And again, I'm at. All right, five five out of ten. Okay, I'll give it. That's fair. That's a five fair. out of ten. Right down and the middle. I put it, it, it to me. It's it, it's down there, man. With like Thor: The Dark World <laughs> and like that's talking yeah, other MCU films. I mean, it's it's, going it's down low. There. That's going low for me. Not that bad, but I can see why. I can see why. Um, now the next movie we're going to talk about, I think. Yeah. I, well, Let's see. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts yeah, on the next one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, so now we're Thor. Love and Thunder. Wish I had Groot. The Groot X. So this film... I'll kick this one off. Yeah, you kick it off. So we had, we had Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This was the next film to come out from the MCU. And I don't want to say swing and a miss, but... If I'm comparing it, like I was, I was way more hyped for this film than I was Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think even, I was too. You know, even though with Doctor Strange we're getting into the multiverse, which is very intriguing with what yeah. you could do with Marvel and the MCU as a whole. Yeah. When you look at Thor: Love and Thunder coming off of Thor: Ragnarok, which is actually probably a top three for me in all of the MCU. Sounds like Thor is striking his mighty hammer now. <laughs> 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 yeah, like Thor Ragnarok was the perfect mix of action, comedy, character development. Yeah. It just it hit it out of the park. And I think I, I love I love Taco Watiti. Yeah. He's one of my favorite directors. You know, what we do in the shadows, multiple other projects that he's worked on, they're all terrific. But I think he Ugh, we, he leaned the, into too much in this one. Yeah, it yeah. was it was too much, too much comedy. Way too and much. Yeah, it wasn't like organic comedy. It was forced comedy. Yeah, and it hurt the film a lot because there were things in this film that should not have a comedic element. I'm sorry, but stage four cancer. <laughs> that's not funny. No, bedside at stage four cancer is not funny. And unless the person who has it can be funny. Which I guess it could be, but Jane Foster is not funny. And I will so. say we called it too because we we were curious if they were going to do the in the Mighty Thor if they were going to do the cancer storyline. Yes, yeah, and they did do it with they Jane did. Foster. So I will give them kudos to that. But um, the way they the way they portrayed it, I think um, it, it could have been it could have been done in a much more could have been authentic more. and and. I don't want to say serious or depressing like. Well, see, in my opinion, a good movie, a good comedy, or like good superhero comedy can have really dramatic moments that make you want to cry. And 
they could have really hit you right in the feels a couple yeah, times they missed, they with missed those the scenes, and they, they fucking it. didn't. Yeah, uh, it was disappointing. You know, it again. It's like they they would have those scenes where like they would get into talking about some deep shit, and then it was like you know insert fart joke. Uh, yeah, it, not necessarily an actual fart joke, but like the the overall feel like they would just kind of force something in there yeah. that would take away from it. And Christian Bale was criminally underused in this yeah, film. Yeah, dude. He the was whole, he had so much potential. I love the opening. Yeah. The opening was great. Him with his Except daughter. For that CGI god. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can forgive that. Oof, whatever. Yeah. I mean the, the gods are supposed to be like goofy and big and whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. But you know it, him him doing that killing that god did you know that's the only god we get to see him kill the entire film every other god oh, kills yeah. off screen no shit he's his literal name is gore the god butcher that's right we i get didn't to see even... him kill one god the entire film <laughs> i didn't even put that together yeah criminally I mean, underused he, he could have been one of the best villains in the mcu but no like you said, criminally underused. And that's nothing on Bale's acting. Bale killed it, yeah. as he always does. And he was creepy as shit there was in no, a lot of the scenes he was in. It, except for the ending, there was not a lot of emotion in his... I would have loved to see more of his storyline at the beginning. His village, maybe, or like, I don't know, scenes with his daughter. And then over time, kind of finding out what's going on, like in flashes... Sure. Like, oh, we see the desert take over, then the hunger take over, and then, you know, going from happy to sad. It, they just could have done so much with it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and again, they, they could have, like you just said, they could have built him up so much more as a as everything. Yeah. And uh, just criminally underused, horrible, horrible choice by Taco Atiti. And, and that goes to the pacing of the beginning, too. Way too quick. Like, they were just bing, bang, boom, 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 cutting through scenes. And every single scene that Thor was in, it was just the, the comedic relief. Yeah. Comic relief, comic relief. Never he was a surfer boy dumbass. Yeah, just never, never like an emotional, like badass kind of serious scene. And every time they were attempting to go that direction, right back into something goofy. And I I was I think overall I understand the the, the comedic aspect was kind of shitty, but I actually still enjoyed this film. I, I overall, I think the action, the acting, the plot, it was all still pretty good. Yeah. And I don't think they, you know, unlike, unlike Doctor Strange, where they destroyed Wanda's character. Right. I don't think they did that in this film. <clears throat> yeah. No. No major. Eh, Thor was kind of turned dumber. Which you already was getting there. <laughs> yeah, they're they're already doing that. But other than that, um, I don't think. Yeah, like you said, they didn't make any major missteps. They didn't do anything great. But by the second half of the movie, I was brought back in. Um, after Zeus, which good God, that was fucking terrible, <laughs> dude. Like, I mean, Thor's ass. Sure, why not? I'm straight, and even that was cool. But um. It was pretty funny, though. It was funny, but like Russell Crowe as Zeus, I didn't like at all. You know, they kept it, I guess campy is the word I'm looking yeah. for. They kept it They kept it very campy, a lot of parts in the film. Obviously, that whole scene with Russell Crowe. Yeah. And he's like doing like like these <laughs> yeah. and like shooting the yeah. lightning bolt. And yeah. he's got the, the funny <laughs> accent. So I, I didn't have 
too much of an issue with yeah. those scenes. Like it was goofy. It, again, more. I wanted more Gore the God Butcher actually butchering gods. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we got again. We got none of that. And how how did you feel about um? <clears throat> how did you feel about Natalie Portman? Yeah, coming um, back, coming back as Jane. And the mighty Thor. Honestly, I, I was more happy with it than I thought I would. She looked great, and yeah, she put the work in. Man, she was jacked. Yeah, she played a good mighty Thor, and overall, I was surprised for a teeny little girl who's supposed to be playing a badass superhero. I think she did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have much. To, I thought I wouldn't like her, but I did. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought she I thought she did a great job. I'm glad that she got to kind of come back, do that role again, yeah, get a bit of closure because the way they wrote her in the dark world, all all the fans kind of turned on her a lot, yeah, and they were like, get her get her the f out. And of it wasn't her universe. fault. It was not her fault at no. all. She was done dirty, and I think um, Takawatiti gave her an opportunity to come back and make a statement. Yep, and I think she did that. I just wish that. I wish they could have done a bit more with the character and made it a bit more impactful. Yeah. Especially towards the end when she makes that decision to become the Mighty Thor again. She gives up her own life to kind of save Thor, save the universe. And, right. But it's still like it. They, di- they didn't dwell on that at all. It was like it, that happened. And then, boom, Thor has his daughter now. <laughs> yeah. And and just moving on. Right. Um. Again, the pacing picks up, slows down, picks up, slows down, and she deserved a little more respect. But judging by the end scene, we're not going to miss her for long. So <laughs> Yeah, so she's, she's in Valhalla, Yeah, which which was pretty cool. Yeah, with Heimdall. Heimdall. His name, yeah. Heimdall, yep. yeah. Dude. It, it, it was... I couldn't tell if it was just like, oh, a happy moment or like, uh, oh, we're going to be getting Valhalla soon and we're all getting them back in Secret Wars, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it, we know Secret Wars is coming. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's p- potentially. But I don't think we've seen the last of her playing the Mighty Thor, especially with that end cut scene. Right. I, I would think that there's going to be a way that they're going to bring her back. Yes. And... As far as I know, we've had, again, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, for all we know, I mean, they're done. They're mm-hmm. done in those roles. Yeah. But, I mean, Thor, I mean, he's he's sticking around. It, it, by all accounts, I mean, Chris Hemsworth wants to stay in this role. He wants to keep doing it. And we saw in this film, I mean, a good way he can do that, his entire family was in this movie. Yeah. So his kids were in it. His daughter plays uh, Christian Bale's daughter. So at the end, oh, okay. that whole um, now now they call them Love and Thunder, yeah, and it shows the daughter fighting with him. That's his actual daughter. So I mean, he's kind of <sighs> excuse me, jeez, well, thunder right there. <laughs> he kind of uh, he kind of shoehorn. I mean, he's got a lot of power in the MCU anyway. Yeah, with how long he's the tenure, but mm-hmm. I mean, he shoehorned his daughter into the MCU now. And remember earlier in the film where it's going through Thor and like his other loves and. It shows him on like the wolf, the wolf woman, yeah, on the wolf, yeah. and like they're kissing. That's his wife. Oh, was this the story that they couldn't find a girl for him to kiss? So he was like, "I'm kissing my wife," yeah. and they threw her. Yeah, <laughs> pretty okay. much. Okay, Hemsworth, you're handsome and you're fucking awesome. We get it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so, oh, so comparing the two, 
I did enjoy this movie more than Multiverse of Madness. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and even though I don't think it was perfect. No, no, it was it was no Thor Ragnarok, but it was much better than Dark World. Yeah. So the other thing that pissed me off in the end, where you know you get Christian Bale's Gore the God Butcher, um, gets to make his wish, gets to bring his daughter back. Thor ends up taking the daughter over, yada yada. Yeah. And then Gore the God Butcher dies again. So underused. Why and kill underutilized. him off? Yeah. Why kill him off? I mean, he could have been. You could have stretched this out. Mm-hmm. And, you don't and hire Christian Bale and kill him off in the first movie. My my assumption is knowing Christian Bale and how he likes to move around to different projects and have fluidity in his career. Yeah. He probably didn't want to be tied into the MCU. Probably. My guess. My guess. A lot of him signing on to this project. Is, was they were like it's one and done yeah we'll bring you in this is the character you're going to portray we're going to kill you off at the end then you're free to move on i could see that so that that's my assumption is how they got him into the film it still sucks for us though because i thought i thought he could be a menacing great villain and what he had to work with i thought he was we didn't get enough of it yeah yeah no not at all that is my biggest complaint about this movie. We didn't get enough gore from Christian Bale and also the comedy. I think those are the top two things. Yeah, way, way, way too much corny comedy. And like, yeah, Love and Thunder is a cool idea, but I'm not thinking in my head like, oh, I can't wait to see that next movie, <laughs> you know. And I mean, it, critics, if you look, I, I believe... As of right now, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was actually reviewed and rated higher amongst critics than this Thor film was. I think Thor scored a fair yeah, amount lower. I Last so I checked, too. I think it was in like the 60s yeah. or something like that, which I don't I think that's a little too too aggressive of a review, but yeah. maybe not. But how how did you feel about this overall film? I'd say Or do you want me to give my score first? I, you Actually, went first last yeah, time. Right, I'll, yeah. I'll, let me get my score. Okay. So I'm going to give this a. Um, I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Okay. Um, I think <clears throat> if you look at the pantheon of Marvel movies, this is kind of right in the middle. I still think Thor Ragnarok is top tier. They nailed everything in that. You had comedy. You still had emotional impact though. Yeah. And uh, everything kind of moved along with the plot very well. This film, not so much. Mm-hmm. Pacing, weird issues. That's how I feel on it. And criminally under underutilized villain. Yeah. Would I give um, Doctor Strange 6.5? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I'd have to go with 7 on this one, oh. too. Yeah. Twins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's slightly better enjoyment than Multiverse of Madness. And Ragnarok is by far the uh, leading horse in the Thor franchise. But too many things dragged it down for me to not give it a higher score. And I just, the Thor world, I'm not sure, needs to be continued. I'm sure they're going to be, but I'm just kind of like, meh, you know. But it was fun. It was a fun movie. All right, let's let's spend maybe like a minute or two before we kind of sign off here, Randos. Let's just talk about the future of the MCU because I mentioned before, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Yeah. We haven't been getting, in my opinion the last couple films and we now need to look at the disney plus angle as well with the tv series that are coming out 
she that's Hulk, been piss poor as well stuff, yeah like she she hulk i'm sorry it's been trash a lot of people are trying to stick up for it it's just like no not none of that stuff is really good right now miss marvel miss <laughs> you know? marvel was also not good at the same at the same time i understand though i'm not the target demographic yeah for those for for that show it's more targeting you know younger you know, teenage teenage people that can more relate to that character. I understand I'm not that anymore. Right. And it's good to have, you know, it's good to branch out and have a product that can appeal to everyone. The problem is you created this interconnected universe now between television and movies. And it's like, if you're not paying attention and you're not watching all the products, then you're not in the know. I'm pretty sure we called it a bad idea in a previous episode to mix TV and movies and get disney plus involved like it just it's yeah. not a bad idea it's oversaturation though it's too much yeah it is too much if you go back to the first like five six years of marvel when they were ultra and uber successful and in my opinion were pumping out better products it's because they, they were only releasing one to maybe two films a year right they were focusing on those now it's like they've got what like five oh to six God. major yeah. films a year and they're releasing like anywhere from like two to four original shows a year. Right. There is there is too much content now to access, and they, they've spread themselves too thin. And you see that with the lackluster CGI. Absolutely. We're getting shit that's rushed. Uh, and I think they need to they need to slow, slow things down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to be pumping out five to ten movies and original series every single year. No, because, not at all. You know, they, they're, um, they're going... They're going um, they're going. Uh, what am I? What am I angling at? Quality. It's quality over. Uh, yeah, quantity over thank quality. You, thank you. Yeah, yeah, quantity and over quality. Not even some of the most hardcore fans are going to be able to keep up with the shit they're pumping out. And again, it just gets too confusing. You want to keep it the timeline like smooth. You want to make sure everyone can tie it together and. The universe connected, but not so connected that it seems like a fucking spider web, you know. And I agree with you. Nothing they're putting out screams to me we have shit to look forward to in the future. Well, speaking <laughs> of spider webs, we do have Secret Wars eventually happening. Yeah, that's been confirmed. Right. Which Spider Man is a huge player in that. If they follow the the main storyline from the comics, I just started it, so no spoilers. But Tom Tom Holland hasn't even signed back on yet to be Spider Man again. So right. my assumption is he's he can demand whatever he wants at this point. He's he's gonna get the bag full of cash. Absolutely. And he's still so young that if they can lock him up for the next decade as Spider Man, I think they're gonna do so. Yeah. And then the last, the very last thing before we sign off, I do want to mention. So, um, so all black, the Necro Sword. Mm. which was the sword that gave Gore the God Butcher his powers. Should we slay some evil today? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Brandon Sanderson, uh, Easter egg there. So All Black, the Necro Sword. A lot of people don't realize this, but All Black is the original symbiote. All mm. Black is the first symbiote that eventually branched off and created Venom, Carnage, etc. Wow. So now All Black, we start at the end. It got destroyed. I'm using air quotes because a lot of it got sucked into Mjolnir. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we, we see Mjolnir get smashed at the end. But if any of All Black remained, 
perhaps that could be the introduction of Venom yes. into the MCU. And or... That's a good call. Like if they ever would go down like the symbiote war route, that could be... Or the King in Black, that could be epic if they ever decide to do that. But first they have to Marvel, <laughs> slow your roll, figure your shit out. Take a breath. Yeah, take a breath. Make quality content again. You, yeah. don't, you don't need to be pumping shit out rapid fire. Make quality content. Focus on that. Absolutely. All right, randos. We're glad to be back again. Fandom at random.com. All the ways to follow, like, listen, watch. You know the drill. We've got a bunch more great content on the horizon. A bunch more fun things. We really appreciate you guys sticking with us. Yes, ma'am. We'll be back. Later. Later.